0: Hey, hockey fans, we have a special squadcast episode of Locked on Kraken and Locked on Canucks for you. Erica L. Ayala and Justin Pooney. We are going to recap, or excuse me, we're going to preview uh, the game tonight between the Seattle Kraken and the Canucks. We'll recap how our teams have been doing and what we think is going to happen tonight. I honestly think, Justin, it's a coin toss.
1: (laughs) That's what it's come to with the Canucks, just a coin
0: toss. (laughs) Well, we'll see who comes out victorious after tonight. Thursday night's game, we've got you here on Locked on Kraken and Locked on Canucks.
1: You're Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Your team every day. All right, thanks again hockey fans for making us your first listen of the day whether you're tuning in to Locked On Canucks or Locked On Kraken. Again, my name is Erica L Ayala. I am joined by Justin Puni, who is the host of Locked on Canucks, and since our teams are squaring up tonight at Climate Pledge Arena, it is a division uh, game, we figured we would squad cast it up and get you ready for the game. Now, it's been a tough road it's been a tough road for the Kraken, but with Vancouver coming in, th- honestly, there we we are just hoping we don't crap the bed <laughs> again. Um, you know, but it's been a it's been a tough go for Vancouver so far. I was before we got on the squadcast, Justin listening to some of your five things to know um about the team. and there were some pretty big expectations about leadership and also the rookies. But as of yet, that hasn't quite transpired from the Canucks' perspective. What do we need to know about Vancouver going into tonight's game?
1: Uh, this season's been a big disappointment. <laughs> uh, this season has uh, uh, the last couple of weeks have been very tough, and I ended my episode uh, yesterday uh, talking about that because before this season started, and I think we talked about it uh, when we did our we did our first crossover episode back in the off season. Uh, There was a lot. You know, I was very high on this team that something good was gonna happen. You know, J.T. Miller was signed. uh, They got in a bunch of new players. You know, the top the top nine forwards were stacked. You know, Thatcher Demko I thought would take another step. You know, the defense core was still an issue, but I thought they'd be all right. Nothing has gone right. Nothing has gone right. And after they started off so well in Edmonton that first period, and they had you know they built up a, a, a three goal lead, and then. Ever since then, it's just been kind of downhill. You know, the, the lack of ability to um, have a lead. Um, players, their top guys are not playing well, let's face it. Like, other than, aside from Elias Patterson and Bo Horvat, who have been playing, you know, well, JT Miller, who just signed a brand new contract, has not looked good at all. Mm. Brock Besser, of course, is still hurt. Uh, Ilya McKay is working his way back from injury, and Thatcher Demko which hasn't been looking good. So I think with this team, yes, air on the side of patience, but also it's kind of hard to, you're starting to run out of patience. And uh, I made it very clear that if I have tonight's game in Seattle, they have four games um, at home straight before they go back out East. Uh, this team needs to have at least four wins. I need to be having around 500 before they go back out East. Otherwise I'm telling you, there's going to need to be changes made um, because it's been, it's been tough to watch it's been tough to you know act as a fan and you know people are getting upset you know you saw the jerseys thrown on the ice on saturday uh for me personally i would never throw a jersey on the ice because uh, 300 bucks is a lot of money uh, and, love, in today's, right? and in today's uh, economy uh, <laughs> i can't just be throwing 300 bucks on the ice just to send <laughs> so um but the market is very hot right now everybody's on pins and needles everybody's very much like, okay, well, what do we do? Do we strip it all down? Do we tear it down? Do we rebuild? Uh, I've never been a proponent of rebuilding because your best players right now are in uh, the prime of their career. So mm-hmm. you want to, if you're going to trade Demco, and Hughes and start all over again, by all means do it. Right. But these guys want to win. These guys want to play to win. They don't want to go through another rebuild. So um, patience, but patience is running thin.
0: Yeah. It's, it's brutal to, to kind of see it from this perspective. That being said, I mean, honestly, with the way the Seattle Kraken have been playing, although I've been aware and conscious of what's been happening to Vancouver, there've been a lot of things that we have had to focus on as well. But I hear what you're saying regarding changes that need to be made. Uh, It sounds like, you know, you're kind of still trying to figure out what are the right buttons to push. I know, and we'll talk about this coming up in the next segment, but a big conversation for us has also been not just leadership from the players on the ice, but also from the bench. What is your sense of, of how uh, the Canucks are doing as far as their bench bosses and, and, you know, is there any indication that there's, that that there's fatigue that's coming from what's being uh, executed from the bench to the ice?
1: Well, it's been – it's definitely something that's been said uh, for management that this team needs to play with structure. General Manager Patrick Alvine said it yesterday. Uh, Jim Rutherford has said it, that this team needs to play with structure. And that results on the coach, Bruce Boudreaux, who is well known to not have a very tight, structured team. They like to free run, free, you know, play kind of running gun. And I get it. You can play that if you have guys like Leon Drysdale, Connor McDavid, Boston Matthews, whatever. But even Great. those teams have structure. Right. And you look at just the, just the landscape of sports, any great team that wins titles, that is, you know, is a is a, rec, is a great team. They play with structure. You know, the Golden State Warriors in basketball have a great structure and system. They have New England Patriots had it for years. Michael Jordan and the Bulls, you know, Kobe and Shaq. Um, you have to play with structure, even in hockey. Colorado Avalanche, had one of the best four checks I've ever seen. Team Speed, you know, the Lightning. The Penguins before, the Blackhawks, they all have structure. And right. you, everybody has to buy in it. Your, your top players have to buy into it. And the Canucks top players haven't bought into it. Too many giveaways on the Blue lines. Too many giveaways in the offensive zone. Just not – you can't even kill a penalty. Their penalty kill has been horrible. Horrible. So when I look at this team, you need your big guys to buy into what your coach is doing, what your coach is selling. And play that way, because then that sets down for the rest of the roster, and until that happens, this team's going to keep on spinning its tires. Yeah, they'll win some games, but they're not going to be doing anything significant, right? So no. I think there's time to turn it around. It's still October. It's not even November yet, right? So there's still time to turn this around, but like you, these guys need to pull up their socks and start doing it, right? because it's, yeah. it's running thin.
0: Yeah, for sure. And just for those watching on YouTube, we'll pull up this graphic here. Uh, This is uh, just some stats going into today's game. The overall record you see here, 0-5-2 for Vancouver. The Seattle Kraken are 3-3-2, so eight points for Seattle coming in, two points for vancouver and then you talked about the power play penalty kill uh the power play 16 percent for vancouver seattle sitting at 29 percent coming into this game penalty kill uh we're both are above 50 percent 57 percent for vancouver on the kill uh 69 percent on the penalty kill for the seattle kraken um we're gonna talk about the seattle kraken coming up on this squadcast episode but justin before we do that let's talk about some players who are some key players to watch but also i think i've i've read that hughes uh, of course we know of the hughes family uh by way of maddie benears and, and our part of the water but um what's the update with quinn hughes do you think
1: quinn hughes is out with an injury um he's gonna be out a couple weeks from so what uh... All reports indicating so again you know he's the only notable piece on the vancouver blood who's just been decimated with injuries you know not only quinn hughes but travis Dermott. then you also have uh, tucker pullman has been out uh, riley stillman so a lot of the, the defense has just been decimated with injuries right and this defense court was not very deep to begin with and now when you're adding more injuries to that it just makes it harder to you know win and it, it's putting Thatcher Demko in a position where he has to stand on his head every night, and he hasn't done that, right? And when he can't do that, you're going to be losing games. And what they are what are they doing right now? Losing games. So um, I think this is the mess they, the Canucks made. They didn't address the defense core, and they came back and bit them, and the, you know what, right? And I think... Once they get their defense, quite healthy things might turn around, but they got to tread water and they got to somehow figure out a way to win games and do something because, uh, yeah, it's this is the mess they made, and this is what they got to deal with, right? So
0: yeah, that's tough, and um, you know, and what's also tough, I'm sure, for Seattle Kraken fans listening, is that some of what you're saying sounds familiar, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that coming up on this Squadcast episode featuring Locked On Canucks and Locked On Kraken. But Justin, we got some uh, housekeeping to take care yeah, of.
1: Absolutely, we got to talk with the fine folks at BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for betting football and. The start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, bet online remains your continued source for all your sporting, sports wagering, excuse me information with live betting, and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easy way to check in all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game. Starts.
0: Yep. And it looks like that. Bet Online does have the odds in the Seattle Kraken's favor. Now,
1: as, I as don't they know. should be, as they should be, as they should be. Let's <laughs> we'll
0: see. But yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about the Kraken now. So yes, I'm in let's the hot talk seat. about
1: the Kraken because I've missed <laughs> my frustrations about the Canucks enough. So the Kraken right now, you know, not bad. So around 500, three, three, and two. Um, what are some of the biggest storylines that you've been having your eyes on the biggest impressions of this year's team uh, compared to last year's inaugural season?
0: Wow. So great questions. I think the first thing I'll start with is that the Seattle Kraken came into this season, our second ever season with a focus on producing more offensively. So we went out and got Oliver Bjorkstrand. We got Andre Burakovsky. Mm -hmm. Those elements and pieces, one by way of free agency, one by way of a trade were really to boon the offense for the Seattle Kraken. We, the only change that we made on goaltending coming into the off season, um, or coming out of the inaugural season was with the goaltending coach. Now, um, that coach, uh, uh Allen is still with the organization was brought back in a scouting perspective um, but we brought in Steve Brier as a goaltending coach um, one of my five things I know I talked about the five things that you mentioned that you need to know about Vancouver one of the things I said is that goaltending we have to keep an eye on we knew that we were going to be without Chris Jueger for a time he uh, suffered an injury in that gold medal game in the world championships with team Canada um, and so Grubauer didn't have a great season last year, hence probably the goaltending change. We needed Grubauer to have a good year as it stands coming into today's game. We're still focused on goaltending because Philip Grubauer is out and he, they're saying now that he is month to month. So we'll see, or excuse me, Dreger is month to month. Uh, Grubauer is still day to day, but He's on injured reserve. So we called up Joey Decord and in the offseason, one of the kind of what I call bridge contracts that we brought in or someone that we have for a year or two, Martin Jones. Now, I personally have liked what Martin Jones brings. Uh, That being said, I think Philip Grubauer, I talked about him being very uncomfortable. He looked uncomfortable, just not in sync with his teammates last year. And I think a lot of what you said in the first segment, as far as the defense being, you know, weak and putting a lot of pressure on Grubauer. Um, That was a problem in season one. I don't think that we addressed defense. I'm with you there. We did not address defense enough and so some of the frustration comes when we're able to get more goals we we get a lead which is where the the good part comes from what we did in the off season the bad part is that we've blown leads we blew a a a lead
1: twice
0: i mean it's like what in the crap i mean that game against chicago we're playing a team chicago where most people have pretty much you know just said they're tanking you know getting ready and and here they come First of all, I don't think anyone going in, especially not a team like the Seattle Kraken, should have that mentality. Because if if you looked at what Chicago did leading up to our game against them, they had multiple games where they were coming from behind and then were able to put up a multi-goal win over their opponent. And then the Seattle Kraken became a part of that statistic. So the consistency is still not there. Um, the defensive breakdowns are huge, and you know some people argue. That the injury that Philip Grubauer that he received was because of a defensive breakdown, and you know having people just crashing the crease and not being able to take care and protect your netminder from odd man rushes. So it's a little bit of up and down right now with the Seattle Kraken, and you know there's a, a group of uh, our mutuals that are in the podcast space, and they call it Kraken. Crap, let's say. Uh, They use another term, uh, but I'll say crap. Um, You know, and it's just like real crack and crap is not only uh, losing a lead, but giving up goals within seconds. I'm talking Justin. 17 seconds multiple times sub 20 seconds we're giving up not one but two goals that's a defensive breakdown if i ever and so that's where the weakness comes you can see my blood my blood pressure is raising a little yeah, i was getting <laughs> kind of worried <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, i mean because it's it's and you know what it what makes it more exhausting is that of course we only have a year history but all of this talk about all of the improvements and i said I've gone on the record multiple times saying we didn't do enough defensively, and that's exactly what is hurting us again this year. So that's really gotta change if we're gonna be successful.
1: Okay. Now <laughs> we all the frustrations out. Let's talk about some exciting stuff. Yeah. We, you know, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of negativity. Let's talk about some two very prominent young players that as a Canucks mm-hmm. fan scare me a lot. <laughs> a lot for the future. That's Maddie benears and Shane Wright. What are some of the biggest things you've taken away from their games in this season? How do they look? Um, you know, Shane Wright's been a hot topic of discussion in Seattle. I've heard. Um, oh yeah. So give me the gauge on what people are thinking about Shane Wright and Maddie benears and just what the vibe is around those two guys.
0: Sure. I think it's night and day. And, you know, I know you said like, let's talk about some positive things. I think, to be honest, Shane Wright is still a sore subject for a lot of people. And that's why I asked you that question about coaching and where is the faith in the coaching staff right now, because Kraken Nation as a whole is very flabbergasted and um, Confused as to why Shane Wright isn't getting more minutes when he is in the game. He was a healthy scratch with Ryan Donato in our last game. We got that win. We secured a win. So that's a good thing. But Shane Wright was not on uh, the active roster for that game. So there is a lot of frustration. I personally am of the opinion that Shane Wright hasn't done anything wrong, um, but he hasn't done what we see Maddie Beneers doing. And so for that, with a team that I have a lot of questions, if we even have a system in place, I'm a little reluctant to put someone who's 18 years old, who still needs more development into Dave Haxtell and company's air quotes system. So that's how I feel on chain, And we've talked about that. We actually had our, um, our brand new uh, colleague, Hadi, who's going to be heading up Locked On NHL Prospects, talk about that so you can head over to Locked On Kraken to hear more about um, Shane Wright. Now, Maddie Veneers is someone that I've been watching for a while. I got to um, see him play at the Olympics when I was in China. I got to see him at the Frozen Four. He is the real deal. He is truly the future and the future of now for the Seattle Kraken. He uh, had two game stretch where he didn't score any points but other than that he's been on the score sheet every single game he has a high hockey IQ he knows what to do he's playing on that top line with Schwartz and Everly and I think that's a really good look but um, so that's that's what you have in Shane Wright and Maddie Veneers but I think again another positive is even without those two young guys which I think have been a boon you are seeing that the Seattle Kraken are getting unique scoring chances like we're top of the league when it comes to having multiple players be involved in scoring. And that's a really good thing because that was, we were struggling. We were like driving the struggle bus when it came to production offensively last year. So those are some good things. Obviously Shane Wright's still a little bit of a question mark. Maddie Beniers is absolutely fantastic. And yes, although I, I am still Upset we didn't do more defensively, we are seeing the offensive production when we're not making defensive errors that then negate them.
1: (laughs) Look, I will say this. If you asked me a week ago? If I was worried about that, I would have said this game would have been an easy victory for the Vancouver Canucks. Even a week ago, the Canucks played very well against Seattle. Today, I am... And I said before the season, I liked a lot what Seattle did. You know, getting guys like Burakovsky. You know, I felt another year of improvement, another year of just getting, building that foundation. Uh, this team is going to do something and uh, they're doing something right now. A lot better than the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, I like that uh, with guys like Maddie Beniers and Shane, Wright, Who of course are young players and it's going to be up and down in the early stages. But I think with the talent that both those guys have, I think you're going to see that the trajectory of this franchise just go higher and higher. And that worries me, but we can't worry about the future. I know after this last break, we're going to come back and talk about the game and kind of give some predictions. So let's do that. But Erica, what should people's second listen be?
0: That's it. You already know. So we are here. Of course, you should make Locked On Canucks and locked on cracking your first listen of the day. and We're so grateful for those of you who do that. But for your second listen of the day, we have locked on sports today. And this is a show that you're going to hear ab- about all the games that matter, the biggest stories in sports. And we're going to go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights from our locked on family. And that's only insight that we at Locked On super fans and super insiders can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on the Odyssey app. It's available, of course, just like all of our shows on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Justin, the time has come. We're going to do predictions for this game. Let's first start with the score, because I think there are a few things to factor in here. From the Seattle side of things, again, we have been seeing contribution pretty much spread out throughout the roster. That being said, we also are subject to defensive breakdowns, which also sounds like the Vancouver Canucks are subject to. Oh, yes, we are. (laughs) So does this mean we're blowing it out the water or is this in some ways going to cancel each other out and be a very tame, calm, low-scoring game?
1: So the Canucks have been basically hitting the over on total goals pretty much every game. Whether that's if they give up a bunch of goals, they score a bunch of goals, and they can't score enough. Uh, Last game, they hit the under. Um, I think... This game has the potential to be a low-scoring game. I kind of hope it's a low-scoring game because I need it to be a low-scoring game. Um, <laughs> I think if you want me to give my final score prediction, 2 nothing, Vancouver. Okay. I think that Demko Demko um, settles in and shuts out the Kraken and I could be completely wrong. I probably will be completely wrong, but that's what my gut tells me and I'm going to go with my gut. What says go with you? your
0: gut. All right. nothing Vancouver. We're locking that score in. I am inclined to agree with you that I think it'll be a lower scoring game. The Seattle Kraken, I guess we're averaging about three goals a game. That That's not math. That's literally just my eye test. So don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that we're averaging about three, four goals a game um I do think that the Seattle Kraken sometimes um and this wasn't the case in our last win but I think we can sometimes kind of play to the pace of our of our opponent and um sometimes the the scoring at least last season could could kind of falter if if we're not you know seeing the other team put up shots that hasn't been the case this season though so i'm gonna go three one in favor of seattle
1: okay a little empty net goal at the end to ice it are you thinking
0: <laughs> maybe something like maybe? that i yes. think i think this game is gonna be tighter than certainly the seattle kraken fans want it to be just given how vancouver has performs but that being said i'm going to pull up another graphic i mean if we look at our pacific division rankings now uh this came out before a lot of what calgary did but we yeah, had to this is uh
1: this is uh <laughs> i i hey I'm, all, I'm in all honesty uh i totally missed this power rankings email
0: uh
1: i didn't <laughs> i didn't vote uh so i don't really know if i don't really know if i should be complaining but i remember i did an app ep- part of my episode when i came on my like, the canucks the canucks are fairly judged there but they could be third Yeah, we're at the bottom of that power rankings right now. At the bottom, at the bottom.
0: (laughs) So for those (laughs) for those listening, we had in our rankings pre season, post draft, post free agency, Edmonton on top, followed by the Flames, the Kings, the Canucks at four, the Vegas Golden Knights at five, the Ducks at six, Seattle Kraken at seven, and San Jose Sharks at eight. That is not how the division is. bearing right now that being said it's still pretty early so i i think there's a lot of promise i think it's the frustration you can obviously hear from you justin is that it's it hasn't come together but you know what the kraken crap as i said before would be that y'all will figure it out at cpa and let's not forget that historically we have not we still have yet to win against vancouver
1: and let's hope that trend continues tonight. Because, uh, <laughs> that
0: that was obviously Justin speaking for those listening to Lockdown and Don't put that on me. I did not. Hey, 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 look, I hey I for
1: all the people in Seattle, look, I was so happy when the Mariners beat the Blue Jays. I, I was wearing my Mariners jersey. I was so happy when that happened. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Seahawks right now. I love Geno Smith. Continue to sleep on Geno Smith the rest of the NFL because he's gonna keep on not writing back. Look, I'm a Seattle <laughs> sports fan, just not a Kraken fan.
0: That's fair. It's fair. Uh, for those who uh, are watching, make sure you follow Justin uh, Process Sports underscore because you had some hilarious kind of like man on the street videos with Toronto yeah. fans. That yeah. was amazing. And then like the chirping that happened after they got swept, I freaking loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Hey. Anytime I can represent a Pacific Northwest team, and they take down Toronto, the evil empire that Toronto thinks they are. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love that you said the evil empire that Toronto thinks they are. Like I didn't I didn't skip out on that subtle shade. Not so subtle. No,
1: absolutely not. Hey, I <laughs> hey I live I might live in Toronto, but Vancouver will always be home.
0: I love it. Seattle
1: will always be close to my heart.
0: I love it. And we talked about that. Of course, this isn't our first squad cast. So if you want to listen to that, we talked all about that and your roots and, and what the expectations were. But so, all right, tonight we talked about our score. We're thinking it's going to be low scoring. I said 3-1, you said 2-0. Uh, who do you think will be key performers for Vancouver to be able to win 2 nothing?
1: Thatcher Demko starts in that. He has to stand on his head. He ha- I said the, he needs to just steal a game for the Canucks. Just stand on his head, steal a game, just let this take that temperature and just drop it a little bit. You know, take that, take that mm-hmm. monkey, that giant monkey, the gorilla, the weight, whatever you want to say, just off the Canucks back, mm-hmm. we have a win. There was no more zero in that one column, right? I think once that happens, you'll start seeing things progress. Mm-hmm. But I think once that pressure's off, that they have their first win, uh it'll be there. But I think Thatcher Demko is the key, critical key for tonight's game.
0: I love that. I think for me, I am assuming we're going to go with Martin Jones because, again, Philip Grubauer, we have as day-to-day. Um, at the time of this recording, the teams, or at least the Seattle Kraken, hasn't hit the ice yet, so we don't have updates on who's uh, practicing. Also, talking about practice, like the Seattle Kraken have been taking a lot of rest days, and I'm like, fam, for a team that has not even played 10 games, who, who, why do we need so much rest? Like, what is That's going on? That's the new way
1: in sports. Hey, you're not going to – you know. Yeah.
0: I don't you guys, know. You know. Maybe I'm old it's, school it's, then. Is that what you're exactly. Saying? Hey,
1: I think you should practice every day, but.
0: <laughs> Listen, no. until the lungs just like, they need to open up their lungs. That's, that's what I said. Anyway, I got off track yeah. there. So we don't know who's uh, in the lineup. Of course, everyone's on Shane, right? Watch. Is he going to be a healthy scratch? I honestly, and I hate to say this because Ryan Zanato is my boy, but our fourth line with Morgan geeky centering sprung and Tanev I'm really looking to see if that line can be productive uh Brandon Tanev has been on an absolute tear with being able to create chances for his teammates uh so there's a part of me that would love to see him pot one just all that uh as we coin over on locked on crack and his orange cat energy like he's just like ah ball of energy all the time but I think also Jared McCann and Andre Burakovsky have been some of our most consistent scorers but I will agree with you whoever is in net um assuming that the defense for the Seattle Kraken going defense uh or as in not defense um, I do think that goaltending is gonna be critical. I don't see this being the game where we see Joey DeCord at least not um starting I don't I, I mean I love Joey DeCord I really do but I'm 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 not giving him I'm not giving him the start. <laughs> we need this win. <laughs> So that, that's what I say. But all right, last thoughts or words as we close out this squad cast, Justin?
1: Um, go Canucks. Hopefully they win. Uh, <laughs> if they don't win, uh, tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Canucks will be again me uh, pounding my head against the desk wondering why, why, why. But uh, hopefully they win tonight because I need some positivity about the Canucks. I really do.
0: All right. I mean, I do want positivity for you. I would be okay though for my purposes if it was delayed just one more night um and similarly locked on kraken listeners and viewers i told you i was gonna come with my goat energy my sue bird tea got it back on Love it. Love i you know tea. that's that's you got it you gotta respect the goat so we're bringing that sue bird energy into cpa and you know what we always say Hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. But, Justin, this has been a lot of fun. Another squad cast between Locked on Canucks and Locked on Kraken. Whoever you are rooting for, because I know some people are a little divided, given that Seattle's the new kid on the block here. You know, we just want you to have a good time. Uh, Either way, you're probably going to be a little bit frustrated after the game because, you know, our teams, they've got a lot to work out. But we want some good hockey. Hopefully we'll see it. But, Justin, thank you so much. Thank you, Locked on Canucks listeners and we will see you on our respective shows and channels tomorrow.